Welcome to Alibi Radio, where we support you in business and in life. Listen in each week for episodes on how to grow your business, tips from successful business owners, answers to your burning business questions, and much more. Join our Alibi Hive, and we will help you and your business scale simply. I'm your host, Brooke Markovicius, founder and CEO of Alibi, a one-stop business solution that helps you scale simply. We are a managed tech marketplace that focuses on connecting businesses with our fully vetted workforce of women who have left or been forced out of the traditional nine to five. I took my years of freelance startup and brick and mortar experience and merged it with my technical background and skills to create Alobi. I'm a mom of two, Lily, who is a first grader, and Lucas, who just entered pre-K. I live in the sunny South in Durham, North Carolina. I'm married to my soulmate. I'm a total book nerd, tech geek, and I've built multiple businesses while raising babies. My hope is that this podcast will bring you actionable tips, tricks, and tools that will help you gain momentum in your business and life. Today, I'm going to talk a little bit about a topic that is near and dear to my heart as I have um, created a remote first company and launched it during a pandemic. And I'm going to share a little bit about my experience with that, as well as some really easy tips to create a successful team culture overall, but specifically targeted at remote culture. So if you struggle Um, with building that remote team culture. This is some great tips that hopefully will help you. Um, I am currently at my co-working space in downtown Durham, North Carolina at American Underground, um, which is one tip that I didn't even include here. But when you're remote first, it doesn't mean you have to completely be remote. So the great thing about having people all over the country is we can have our employees also work from co-working spaces if they so desire, as well as have certain teams that could be potentially in person. So right now, our engineering team actually does get to meet in person um, for the most part a few days a week. And that today is one of our engineering days, one of our product push days. Um, So I am going to dive right in, um, but thank you for being here. Feel free to leave any comments and questions as we're going, um, and I will try to get to them. Uh, This is my first broadcasty LinkedIn Live, so hopefully I won't um, mess it up too bad. So here we go. Um, As I'm going through, if you specifically have any questions about your own business and remote work and need some tips on it, I'd be glad to help and support you. So just put it in the comments. But remote work is ever evolving. So the pandemic definitely amplified what was already happening, but remote work had been happening for years. I actually left working in person um, almost seven years ago. And so I actually had been working remote for about seven years before the pandemic six years before the pandemic hit. And so I was very familiar with Zoom and Slack and different ways to communicate asynchronously, as well as ways to communicate um, just remotely as a team. I also had worked for companies remotely throughout that time, both as a freelancer, as well as a full-time employee. And so I was used to this remote world. Um, About 50% of people were already freelancing um, at the time of pre-pandemic. And so this was not new. It's just now everything is evolving at a faster 
pace because of the fact so many people had to go remote as well as they learned to like it. And so um, there's been a lot of tools out there that have amplified it. So um, I'd love for you to take a moment right now to share in the comments um, about your team. Are you all remote? Are you partially remote? Are you remote first? Or what's your title that you have kind of claimed for your company? And then how many time zones are you on? Right now, our team, um, to give an example, we actually did have uh, kind of spanning the whole entire country until our chief operating officer, Chloe, moved from Seattle back to Boston. So now our leadership team is actually all on the East Coast, just in different places in the East Coast. Um, but we have uh, our internal team spans all the way to MST time. <laughs> and then we also have our experts within our workforce all over the country. So we do have PST um, experts. And we do have to very much pay attention to that because as we're sending out um, job offers and requests and messages, um, we're definitely going to have people on all different time zones. So if you haven't noticed in Slack, if you utilize Slack um, as part of your team, you now can see, um, they'll kind of like notify you and say, hey, you're actually trying to send something to someone and the time zone there is quite different than here. So maybe you don't want to send them a message yet. So there's a lot of um, those alerts and different things that are being pushed into certain products that remote teams are using on a regular basis. Okay, so let's see here. I'm going to see if I can see any questions that are going on, but we're also going to just move through this. Um, I'd love to know a little bit more about um, whether you were always remote too. Has this been something that just started because of the pandemic or was it something that you always had been um, remote or you started your company with a remote focus? So the other day, um, one of the things I'll share in a minute is we do an all hive every single month on the first or within the first five days of the month, depending on if it falls on a weekend. And we had our all hive in the month of September, and I knew that I was going to um, do this specific talk eventually on LinkedIn Live. And I asked our whole workforce, so our large workforce plus our internal team, um, if they could use one word, how would they describe our company culture here at Alibi? And this is the word map that came up. And I think this is a really good thing that you could do with your own um, team as well, is to find out what is that company culture? What's the pulse on the company culture, especially in this remote um, time? Do people feel supportive? Do people feel inspired, welcoming, flexible, that there's processes that they can follow, cooperative, proactive, safe? Um, I really loved that supportive was the most, you know, the number one, because especially in a remote culture, you need to feel supported as a, an employee. If you don't feel the support, then a lot of things are going to fall by the wayside um, and cause a lot of problems um, as things move forward. So supportive is huge, but I encourage you to do a word map or something um, similar with your team to find out how they define the culture and do this often to make sure that you are on par with how you're wanting to be represented um, for your company culture. Okay. The next area 
um, that we have found a ton of value in at Allobe is to make sure that our missions and our values are extremely defined and that everybody knows about them and we talk about them constantly. So at Allobe, um, our mission is to obviously get women paid, get caregivers paid um, that have left the workforce. That's a huge mission of ours. And it's also a mission for us to help our business owners um, scale simply and help to support them and get them to continue to come back um, because we want to help and support them. And then that in turn gives more jobs and more money to our experts. Um, and we talk about that a lot. We talk about it all the time and everything that we do um, is that that is a huge part of our mission. We also have defined further our mission um, and our values, which I'll talk about in a second. Um, but I encourage you to think about that. Are you really talking about your values on a regular basis? Does your whole team, your remote team, your freelancers, your outsourced people, as well as your um, internal team, do they truly know what your values and missions are? Um, and are they behind it? And then also talk about them often. I talk about our values and our mission and our newsletter to our clients, our main newsletter, and our expert newsletter every single week. It's a huge thing. We wrap all of our content into our values and make sure that it's going through kind of our values filter um, before we put it out there. And I think that that's really important. One thing that I did as a founder over the summer, um, I actually, of course, I went on a vacation and then I wrote all, I figured this all out. Um, I took my first vacation in probably two and a half years of really taking off. Um, and I actually didn't have my kids either. <laughs> so it was a, a real nice, quiet vacation. And I was reading a book about the three things that a CEO should do. And one of the things is the culture. And um, he had been talking a little bit about values and do you have your own values? And he said that he set up like a Beatitudes for his company. And I was like, oh my gosh, well, this is a great play on words considering we're Allobe. So the Beatitudes. Um, and obviously this did not load. So ignore my, my lovely that there's um, a random copy in here about FinTech, uh, but you'll get the point. So um, how do we focus on this? We have the Beatitudes. We have 12 Beatitudes, um, which actually you can see. Um, I don't think I actually have them up here, um, but our Beatitudes are be happy, be, um, be kind, be bold, be proactive. We have a whole list of 12 of them and we rotate them. We talk about a different one every week and then every month we have a focus. So this month at Allobe, um, our focus is be bold and we're focusing on in our membership. We're talking about networking and how to be bold at networking um, internally within the team. We're being really bold with some features that we're introducing within our product. Um, we're being bold in who we're reaching out for partnerships with. And it just helps to push us a little bit um, or helps to bring us back to base level. So um, we also have one of the Beatitudes is be kind. And we actually implemented a be kind policy into our terms of service to make sure that um, our clients, our experts, our internal team, we're always being kind to one another. Um, and it's a huge part of our terms of service. And so making sure that those values are interspersed through your documents, through um, your communication systems, uh, through your events, through everything that you do, those values should be present. We also, like I mentioned, have our all hive meeting once a month, which 
is basically uh, all hands and we love doing it. Um, it's my favorite day of the month. I love being able to see all of our experts that are able to join, come on live with us. We have a full meeting together, get to see each other's faces, not just the leadership, it's everybody, all of our experts, um, as well as all of our internal team. And we give shout outs to who has done the best that month. Um, we give announcements of things that are coming, things that have been roadblocks and hardships that month, as well as um, exciting, you know, new features with the product, new features um, that we're implementing within operations. And it's just a really fun way um, to spend time with each other, but also keep everybody engaged. And this has allowed us to have an extremely high retention rate both internally as internal team members, but also within our workforce. Um, so we are able to keep our workforce engaged significantly, which then allows them to be really good at what they do for our clients. Um, and so that's been really helpful. We also, like I mentioned a little bit, is that I include um, the Beatitudes into our newsletter every month. And so we're announcing our monthly challenges and how they like be bold and networking um, and different ones. But I also write a little blurb every week um, about, oh goodness, sorry. <laughs> the choice of, um, of the room. There we go. The automatic lights. Um, so I always include a little story about um what's going on in my life in reference to the Beatitudes or something that one of our experts shared with us. Um, but it's just a great way uh, to interact um, uh, with everybody and kind of in a different way by getting to send messages and all get messages back from our clients and people on our email list saying, oh, I was able to you know, really identify a time that I was being more pro proactive or bold or kind, um, or I loved that story. It's just a great way to connect with um, people in your um, in your company culture of in some way. Also, how do we bring people um, together? So gosh, virtual world can be complicated, um, especially during the pandemic. You know, the majority of our experts um, are caregivers of some sort. And so uh, it was hard to find extra time for them. They wanted to utilize their time for working and then taking care of their kids or family members. And so adding any extra things was a little too much. And so we didn't do too much um, for quite a few months. The first, very first part of the pandemic from about Mar like right in March when things went going crazy until about June, we did have more events. They were pretty successful um, and, you know, uh, times to get together, but then it became a little too much. And so we pulled off, we were constantly asking how people feel. And then we started doing more. Um, just recently, we started this back uh, a few months ago, right before the summer, um, doing our virtual co working, which is every other week, um, you can pop in and work and chat with other members of our internal team and our expert um, membership. It's really nice. Just a great way to connect with each other. You never know who's going to pop in um, and get to know one another, but also get some work done. And then also we have our virtual meet and greets, um, which we use the gather round platform, which is phenomenal. Um, it's also free up to 40 people. So definitely try it out. Um, and we love it. We do it one to two times a month. We have one tomorrow. Um, and it's just 30 minutes, but you get paired with different people and it's just fun and 
laid back and easy and a great way to engage people and get team members meeting each other that maybe haven't interacted before too much um, or uh, team members that haven't seen each other in a while. It's a great way to interact. And then one of my favorite things that we just started doing with our internal team. So we're very unique that we have this large workforce that we engage, but we also have our, you know, our internal team of full-time employees or um, pretty full-time contractors. And we started doing this thing called breakout boxes and they are phenomenal. I highly encourage you to look, look into them. If you need more information, let me know. Um, but they send you a box and it's so easy as the person that's leading it. Like it's so simple. Um, you just, they send you a whole deck to go through with your team as you're doing it. But we did caramel apples uh, last week on Friday and it was so fun. We made like caramel apple nachos and um, got to eat them. And then we played like a little game and you just get to ask random questions to each other. It's an hour long. So not too much of your time but it's so simple. They handle all the details. You just show up. So you actually can have fun too as the leader um, and get to interact with your team. So I highly suggest breakout boxes. And then tools for collaboration and communication. If you are doing anything remotely right now, I'm sure you probably already do this, but um, we use Asana, Slack, um, Zoom, Loom, and then we also use what's called Circle for our membership platform and all of our communication with our Hive. We just um, switched to this about two months ago, and it's fabulous. I was utilizing it for two other organizations that I'm a part of, and I love it. And just in a phenomenal team that is building Circle, and it's super community focused and um, just a great way to uh, to interact. So if you have any sort of membership or um, you want more of a community feel, that's a great way um, to interact with one another. And then obviously Asana for project management, Slack for the daily communication, um, Zoom for, for meetings, and then we use Loom to send short videos to our clients, our experts, um, our team members, if I need somebody to do a few different things, but I only have time to explain it to them at midnight or you know 8 p.m. and I know that they're not available, then I'll just record a quick loom, send it to them. They will review that loom when it's effective, you know, a good time for them asynchronously from me, and then they can review it and get the work done. Um, so no one's ever waiting on each other. And I think that's a huge thing when it comes to remote work. Um, what can go wrong is that if there's too many roadblocks, I often like, I hate being the roadblock. And so I'll be like, I'm the roadblock. So if I record a loom or I'm able to do it asynchronously to send to people that I'm able to make sure that it's getting done. Um, but I don't have to necessarily book a call to spend time chatting with that person to get them up to date. Um, it can just work a lot more asynchronously. So in a world that is constantly changing, it's our, it's to our advantage to learn how to adapt and enjoy something better. And I think that this is a great quote for everything with building a remote team culture is what's working for us today might not work for us in a month. Um, what worked for us in the early pandemic didn't work four months into the pandemic. Um, and so you constantly need to have a pulse on your team. And especially as a leader of your team, whether you are a team of two 
well, even if you're a team of one, if you're a team of two, you're a team of 20, 50, 100, whatever your team size is, you need to constantly keep a pulse on it and know what's going on and how people are feeling. Um, one of the number one things I ask my team every single week is how can I help? They know that I have so much on my plate. <laughs> they know that I really um, do not have any more extra bandwidth to give them, but they also know that I mean it. And if I can't help them, then I will find somebody that can or will help them problem solve. Um, and so making sure that they get that support. Um, and that's probably why they probably why they said that supportive is the best thing about Alibi. Um, we really, really try to support each other and we're always there to help. I know that um, we have a crazy uh, timeline for a push for our new platform. And so I've been working with our, our engineering team uh, a lot and I haven't been able to spend as much time doing other things. And I started to get a little overwhelmed um, yesterday and I just started going, hey guys, I need help. And they, you know, they were right, ready to do stuff. And then this morning I woke up and looked at all the stuff that had been given back to me um, just since the time that I went to bed last night. So um, build a supportive culture and then you will have the support yourself as a leader um, constantly, which is so nice. And then do you have any questions? I'd love to know what your questions are, how we can support you, how I can support you um, as you're building this remote team culture. Um, especially if you're growing fast and you're scaling fast, it can be really hard to keep a culture um, in balance. Uh, and that's what we've been doing all year. So I'm glad to chat about that, um, especially any female founders, underrepresented founders. I'm glad to chat with you um, about that. You can always reach me at brookeatlv.com. I'm going to try to do more of these, just sharing my experience um, as a founder. We're, I'm three years into Alubi, um, and then in the last year and a half was when we really started to bring on a team. And so I'm early. I'm a baby when it comes to, to leadership within this company, but I also believe that talking about it in real time um, it is really beneficial. So other people that are at similar stages can can hear about it. And if you're looking to um, scale your business or you need outsourcing support and needs, we are the place to be at Alibi. So feel free to reach out to us. Um, but also, thank you so much for your time today. And I look forward to hearing more about how all of you are building um, successful remote team cultures. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Alibi Radio. Make sure to follow us so you never miss an episode. If you are needing support to scale your business simply, head over to Allobee.com. That is A-L-L-O-B-E-E.com. Get $50 off your first service with code RADIO50. That's R-A-D-I-O 50. Until next week, take action and gain momentum in your business and life.